it's been a good reminder to always be thankful and grateful. Uh, even when the kids won't eat dinner, when they're talking back, when things are strewn about the house, to, to constantly remind myself, we prayed for this, we're thankful for, to God. Welcome to Cedarville Stories, a podcast sharing meaningful stories of people impacted by relationships and experiences at Cedarville University. Cedarville Stories is brought to you by Cedarville University, where student lives are transformed through excellent education and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority. Continue listening to hear the rest of today's story. Now here's your host, Mark Weinstein. Joining me on the podcast is Dr. Glenn Dewar, Associate Professor of International Studies at Cedarville University. Welcome to the podcast, Glenn. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. And what is it like to raise three young children, all under the age of five, including twin girls? Uh, it's quixotic. It's crazy. It's fast. It's uh, all of the above, but it's a real blessing. Um, my wife and I struggled with infertility for, for mm. some time, uh, and we just we, we prayed and we prayed, and, and God gifted us with a, with a son, and um, we decided to, to try and have another child after he was kind of walking and moving a bit, and uh, it took us a little while as well, but uh, we were then uh, gifted with, with twin girls. Uh, so we had three kids under the age of uh, two, uh, they were all under two uh, within wow. 23 months. Uh, and so uh, it's it's been really crazy, really loud, uh, really messy, uh, but a real blessing. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, the kids get into a lot of different things, uh, and I'm really thankful to God for each of them. So going through the struggle or the situation where you weren't able to have kids, what was that like, and what did you what did God teach you through that experience? Uh, a number of things, uh, really, to, to trust him, uh, that he has a sovereign plan, and that, that he can do things with your life in, in unexpected ways. I've, I've seen that a number of times in my, in my spiritual walk, times when he's opened doors, when he's closed doors. Uh, there have been times when I've really wondered why, uh, but then found out answers years later uh, so that's been it's been really incredible in that regard to to see uh, God uh, mobilize people for His glory uh, to do things under His sovereign plan that we we might not know uh, at the time, uh, and it was a struggle spiritually. There were times when I was a little bit bitter, if I if I'm honest, sure, that sure. it was tough uh, seeing people. Um, it it's been a good reminder to always be thankful and grateful. Uh, even when the kids won't eat dinner, when they're talking back, when things are strewn about the house, to to constantly remind myself, we prayed for this, we're thankful for to God, uh, and and to uh, hear them ask spiritual questions, questions about God, and to see them uh, learning more uh, about the Bible, interested in the stories, reading those things, and trying to guide them as best we can. Uh, with sinful human hearts uh, that, that sometimes go astray, and so I'm uh, really thankful for those moments and for the uh, for for learning different things through parenting uh, these three young children. So let's let's transition um, to a little bit about Cedarville University and what are the the joys, the benefits? What do you most like about teaching here at Cedarville University? Uh, well, I. 
in the, in the classroom, I, I really feel alive and I feel like I am uh, doing what I'm meant to do, uh, how God designed me. Uh, I, I love teaching, uh, and it's something I, I want to do for a long, long time. Uh, and so um, the best thing is really being in front of young, eager students who are interested to learn. Uh, I generally teach uh, upperclassmen, and so uh, those that are in my classes really want to be there generally, uh, and it gives me an opportunity to then explore uh, areas intellectually that I really enjoy, and I think will be beneficial to students in, in terms of uh, honing their critical thinking skills, in particular writing, oral presentations, etc. I try and I try and examine them in a range of different areas so that they, uh, when they leave my classroom, they're better. Is 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 my goal, and so. Uh, generally, it's it's very very good. Uh, the the feedback's wonderful. I I really enjoy the questions. It has they they get me to think about uh, topics through in, in different angles that I hadn't considered, and, and then there's a synergy with that with my work in the media in the sense that uh, the students will ask me questions, and then I'll get similar type questions in the media. And I'm, I think I'm able to answer them better because the students have posed the questions. You, you, you raise a point about um, your students asking you questions in class and that helps you with media interviews. I would think, and again, we'll talk about media work in a little bit, but I would think even vice versa, the being in the news as often as you are also must help you become a better teacher. Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, I, I'm asked questions on the spot, live radio, live TV, and right. and and have to answer. And and there are all kinds of funny stories that we can tell of just mishaps that have happened or uh, different things. And so, absolutely, uh, I have to study a great deal before every uh, given interview just to try and think through the different possible questions that that could be asked and. Uh, uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity because I, when I when I embarked upon my my doctoral studies, I I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to be an academic that just sits in an office and doesn't do anything. I want to be someone uh, that can inform the public, that can uh, chat with people at church, can talk through issues, uh, that I can advise missions organizations. I can do a lot of different things with this that that provides a public good and and a good for the church. Uh, as well. And so I, I think at, at Cedarville University, I've, I've had those opportunities, and, and I'm really grateful for that. I'm interested in knowing what your secret is in balancing all your various responsibilities. You're even running for city council in the city of Beaver Creek. How do you balance all these responsibilities so that you can do all of them well as unto the Lord? Um, I'm very organized. Is is one uh, I I I set a very tight schedule and then I and then I keep it. Uh, but when when I came to Christ, when I came to know the Lord, uh, when I was younger, I used to be very angry, mm-hmm. um, very aggressive. Uh, and and in coming to know the Lord, I I one of the things that really changed in my life is I was given a great joy for life and a zest for life. Uh, and so when I get up in the morning between 5 and 6 a.m., I, I'm ready to go. I am excited to tackle the day's work ahead of me. Uh, and and 
there are some long days, um, but I get in the office early. I really try and work hard before anyone else is there, especially on writing, uh, my academic works. Um, then I meet with students. I teach my classes. And then I really try and get home at 4 or 4.30 so I can spend three or so quality hours with my with my kids and then with my wife thereafter uh, in, in our family lives. And um, sometimes uh, there are intervening events, media appearances, different things at church or in the public that happen in the evenings, but we, we balance it pretty well. Uh, I do not do it perfectly by any means. Uh, sometimes there are challenges where I've had a busy day at work and then kids are asking to do a million different things. Uh, and, and I, I keep praying to, to get better, to, to be more patient, uh, things of that nature. Uh, but it, I, I have to be organized to, to get a lot done. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned, um, that you came to Christ later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you take our listeners back to your, your soccer trip with AIA and let them know, uh, your conversion experience. I, I was uh, in the middle of my college years, my undergraduate years. Uh, grew up in a, a Catholic home um, with two wonderful parents, two amazing parents. Um, but church was uh, often on the sidelines. We we went on Saturday evenings because I played soccer or football on on uh, on Sunday mornings. When I when I was an undergraduate student, I, I was you know, things just weren't going the way I thought. I wanted to be the BMOC, the big man on campus. It was it was all about me. It was all about uh, partying and alcohol and 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 trying to enjoy life. My studies slipped, uh, and then I was not even playing soccer really. I was on the bench if I was lucky, uh, and and so a lot of things hit my identity very hard. Uh, a young man uh, came to our practice from Athletes in Action, shared the gospel, talked about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the first time I'd ever heard that. Thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. Uh, but I, I signed his form because through my Catholic upbringing, I had an allegiance to Jesus Christ, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And sure. uh, that was that was a building block for me uh, that, that God really used after my my year at university, uh, we were national champions, uh, and I was miserable because mm-hmm. I was not really part of that. I, was, I practiced every day. I was on the bench sometimes, but I didn't feel like I was part of it. Uh, and my studies were terrible. You know, I'm a professor now, but I had uh, two Fs, two Ds, <laughs> and an A in German. Oh my! And, and I didn't want to become a German major. You know, <laughs> no offense to to anyone. Uh, I still enjoy hearing the German language, but I, you know, I called my parents and talked about dropping out. And uh, uh, through the Lord's grace alone, I managed to get my grades up somewhat. I think I had a few C's and a couple B's in there, and uh, I did get an F, and I kind of scraped through. And uh, I was invited to go to Southeast Asia, uh, a tour of of Thailand, Burma, uh, Vietnam and Laos, and um, I played with with sixteen Christian guys. There were two of us that were were not professing believers, and uh, it was like the Lord gave me every earthly thing that I had ever wanted on that trip. I we uh, traveled around. We flew 
uh, from major airport to major airport. We were play playing in national stadiums on national television. Uh, I was getting to play. I was staying in hotels. All my food was provided. And, and for three weeks, uh, I feel like the Lord gave me a, a slice of that. Uh, and then I went home and had to work as a, as a college student, and it was a very menial position. Uh, and it was a really interesting contrast because the Lord showed me one thing and then I had another. Um, but I came to know the Lord. I, I, I made a profession of faith uh, during that time, and I was given a, a love and a joy uh, in, in my work. Uh, it wasn't playing professional soccer, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I think, I think I've learned to enjoy where God has me in every aspect of life, whether I'm cleaning dishes or cleaning after, up, up, after my kids or uh, doing whatever, uh, whatever he brings my way. I, 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 I try and dig into his word and to, to, to really uh, pray about what he has for me each day. Uh, it's a great story, and uh, um, God can do amazing things, and, and your life is evident of, of his work. So thank you for sharing. Let's, let's go back to um, the work on campus. So you're a full-time teacher because of your expertise in international topics. You've done a lot of media interviews. Just last year, the last academic year, you did 131 just mm -hmm. yourself, which was the most you've done in an academic year, uh, I believe. Um, what are the most challenging situations that you've encountered with media interviews? And you're smiling, so I, obviously, obviously something comes to mind. Oh, there are a few. Um, yeah, sometimes the, sometimes a, a question is you know, factual, just what is this, and, and I don't know, and I just have to say, look, look you know, I, I, I don't know that. Uh, I was um, interviewed, for example, on... Uh, the Manchester terrorist attack in 2017, so very serious subject on the O2 arena. And the interviewer asked me the uh, connection between Ohio and the Manchester attack, and I had Correct. no idea. Uh, and this was live radio, and, and so I'm kind of, well, I don't know, and I was talking about tourism and exchanges and things of that, but I, I admit it, I didn't know. Uh, but the answer was actually that two of Ariana Grande's, that uh, was the concert at the time that was attacked, right. two of her backup singers were from Cleveland, and that was the Ohio connection. And so in a way I felt better not knowing that because I don't study Ariana Grande's backup dances Correct. Uh, in, in that sense. But there, there are off-the-wall questions. Um, I was once introduced in an interview as if Cedarville was located in Florida. <laughs> uh, so that was one. And again, That'd be nice. It, but it was a very serious subject. Again, I mean, typically I'm talking about terrorism or political violence, sure. elections, things like that. And so uh, fortunately, in the Lord's providence, I was, I was reading a, an autobiography of a politician from Florida. So I was, I was able to, uh, to, to move pretty well on that, but it's, it's, it's being flexible. Um, Never, never quite knowing the the questions and trying to to answer them as best and as truthfully as possible. Uh, not everyone's going to agree with with answers, uh, but I, I try and do things fairly neutrally as I see them. I try and think of myself as an umpire calling balls and strikes as I see them, and uh, that's that's what I try and do. Uh, you, you've done well academically or teaching on campus. You've done great with media. Um, how have you grown? 
per, uh, professionally and spiritually as a result of being a faculty member at Cedarville? I've been blessed to uh, author two books so far. Um, you mentioned Secessionism and the European Union. That was basically half my dissertation. Uh, I've blessed uh, by the university to get a, a travel grant, uh, and then I was able to do additional research to finish that book. I was also given a course release where I finished my second book, an edited volume, Secessionism and Terrorism, uh, Blood Bombs and Independence. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, in my spirit, I've been kind of wrestling with, well, these are wonderful books. Uh, they add to the academic uh, knowledge, but uh, what are you doing about you know the Bible and God's Word? And uh, I have a third book that will come out next year okay. uh, called Patriotism and the Cross, uh, and it's a, a look at what the Bible has to say on issues of nationalism and patriotism. Yeah, uh, and I see it as the first of a of a trilogy of books on uh, Christianity and politics. Mm -hmm. I want to write on uh, the Bible and war and the Bible and democracy. Uh, and it's probably going to take a decade to get through the three wow. of those, but that's that's the goal. Uh, and then, as a department in in history and government, I'm I'm editing our. We have a volume on morality and political leadership. So those are my third and fourth books. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have been very blessed with uh, monies that are being provided by the university, course releases, things of that nature. Uh, and so in, in that regard, I've, I've grown uh, a lot and I've been given wonderful opportunities. Uh, I spent a semester in Washington, D.C. Uh, from August to December of 2017. I was able to go to Israel, uh, Italy, uh, as well as Belgium, the Netherlands and Luxembourg. So I've been able to do an awful lot there. Spiritually, I've grown uh, a lot. I mean, Think about who's in my department from Murray Murdoch to Bob Parr, Kevin Sims, Dave Rich, Frank Janista, uh, Mark Caleb Smith, Patrick Oliver. I mean, you know, it's a it's an amazing department in which to to serve. And uh, I've been pushed by by all of those professors to uh, to think Christianly about my work, my scholarship, my teaching. Um, I'd been a Christian for about 12 years prior to coming to Cedarville. Uh, some of that when I was when I was younger and had double life and was really trying to wrestle with faith as I, as I first came to know the Lord. But I was maturing as a believer when I came to Cedarville. Uh, but when I came here, I was really pressed on, on really digging down and integrating Correct. And going back on some of my presuppositions and assumptions that I'd learned uh, over the years, things that I'd pieced together. And when I went back and looked at, at God's Word, I went, you know, the, the Bible says something else about this subject, and I need to align my thinking differently uh, on this matter. And so uh, I had to write an integration paper as part of the tenure process, uh, and so that was... Uh, very useful, very difficult and challenging, but uh, again, blessed with with many that were able to to go over drafts. And and when I got to the four year review, uh, I hit the tenure and promotion committee, and they they hit back and they said, okay, well, why don't you look at those uh, these different things? And and it again forced me to 
to go back. It was humbling uh, and challenging, but uh, I'm grateful for it. Uh, and I think that's been uh, an area where I've grown a lot. And then obviously when you are on this campus and spend time with chapel and so many tremendous speakers and, and people that will challenge you. But I will also say I get really challenged by my students. There are mm. some amazing young men, men and women of faith. They they do some extraordinary things, and, and I am challenged regularly by 18- and 19-year-olds uh, in ways to improve my own faith. Uh, so it's it's still a process. Iron Absolutely. does sharpen iron, doesn't Indeed. it? Indeed. Yeah, that's cool. And you've been here, you're starting your eighth year at Cedarville. What impact do you believe you've had on Cedarville University? Um, oh. I've been blessed with uh, hundreds of students, and so hopefully uh, they've they've kind of gone away from my classes uh, with more honed critical thinking skills. They're able to impact the culture for God. Uh, it's great because I still email a, a lot of students today that are in the mission field or business or you know, politics or different areas, and they they'll still ask me questions, and so. Uh, that's been very rewarding. I've with you really enjoyed working with you in the media. I think we've been able to to make an impact on the Miami Valley, but uh, also uh, across the the region, across the country, sometimes internationally, uh, as a platform. And it's it it's it's a great way uh, for me to to be able to share my faith. Sometimes I don't need to say all that much uh, because you know Cedarville has a reputation. And so I don't necessarily need to do an awful lot uh, there above and beyond what Cedarville has. Uh, but it, it, it also uh, is right there on the, the website uh, for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And anyone that interacts with Cedarville gets that automatically. Uh, and so I, I hope that's, that's been an impact on, on students and mm -hmm. uh, fellow colleagues and, and uh, just the, the wider public. Yeah, so... Um, one last question, and I ask every guest this question. So, um, what is your favorite memory or most memorable moment at Cedarville University? That's a terrific question. Um, yeah, I mean there have been many. Uh, so to come down to one is 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 difficult. Um, I think it was the first time. I was thanked for a lecture by a student in August of 2012. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is I, as a PhD student uh, and as a master's student, as a teaching assistant, I, I've taught at a number of different places. But what sets Cedarville apart uh, is really the students in, 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 in a big way. Yep. And the number of times students will come up to me after a lecture, any given lecture, nothing special, and they will say, thank you for the lecture. Uh, that has always stood with me. I, I mean, I've, it's, I've never seen that anywhere else. And I hear of other colle colleagues elsewhere that do hear that from time to time, but it's, it's really astounding to me uh, the gratitude that our young people show. And it it's kind of stuck with me. It's It was shocking to me the first time it happened, uh, but it's continued. Uh, so I never want to take that for granted. So I'll go back to August of 2012 
Uh, there were some students in my comparative politics class that, that said thank you. Um, and those students are now in military intelligence and in law and doing all kinds of things uh, for God's glory. That speaks to the quality of students and the type of students who mm-hmm. enroll and study and grow at Cedarville University. So thanks for sharing that story. Thank you for listening to Cedarville Stories, brought to you by Cedarville University. Be sure to rate and review Cedarville Stories on your favorite podcast provider and share with friends. You can also follow Cedarville University on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you to Logan Hayes for producing today's episode, Clem Boyd and Sarah Gump for marketing the podcast, and most importantly, you, the listener, for joining us today. Come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.